All right, here we go. When I say go, go. Okay, go. Hey, this is Tom Mollier on Room Room with Jeff Smith. So now listen up. That was perfect. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, I have to hit stop and I'll, I'll go away for a sec, but I'll be right back. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith, where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. Chef, thank you so much for being on Vroom Vroom Veer, and welcome to the show. How's it going? I, if I, you know, if it was any better, Jeff, I think it would be illegal. They would probably tax it or make a law. Probably, it. yeah, it would be illegal. Only for uh, like rich people, or you know, if you become an industry, then anything becomes automatically illegal, even if the yeah. illegal thing remains illegal. I was thinking about becoming a church once. Yeah. Oh man, that would be awesome, right? Yeah, you could, you could buy and sell properties as a church. They do that all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, mine was going to be called the, the Church of Tyler Chef and Latter-day Drunks. <laughs> the, here's the thing, though. I learned this about a strange, weird law uh, as regarded to religions being considered legitimate. Oh, well, you know, why are you going to write on my parade? I, I know, but you'll think this is funny. So... Before uh, a religion can be accepted by the government, I think. Now, don't quote me on this because this was a vague memory that I heard on a podcast probably. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought it was funny, so I'll repeat it. (laughs) Uh, The founder must be dead. Huh. Right. I'm not not willing to take one for the team. Right. So you might want to get an old buddy to, to found it for you. Yeah, maybe I could appoint somebody. No, you just, you know... You you be the slimy persuader in the background, and then he's the founder. And, I don't do you know, slimy well, though. That's the problem. <laughs> well, then, what are you even talking about with this for? <laughs> I, did, I was just in it for the 10% you know, oh, donations. Oh, I get it. I get it. Okay. So <laughs> now that we're done being smart asses with each other, right. let's talk a little bit about cashflowguys.com and, uh, and what you're most excited about going on over there. You know, every day I get to wake up and I get to teach people how to escape the financial hell that they're in. Right? And everybody Which is. is. kind of awesome. Yeah, that is. that does sound really awesome. And every once in a while, they I get paid for that. Every once, every in, a while, once in a while? Every <laughs> once in a while? Yeah, I haven't figured out how you're getting paid yet because you got a lot of free stuff on your website. So Yeah, I can explain that. It's, it's not rocket science. Okay, the, good. Um, so we started a couple years ago. I've been in real estate for a long time. Right. And I was raised by a realtor, my mom. Uh, right. She's been in business since the beginning of time. I think they there's horse drawn carriages when they she started the business. <laughs> so that's all fine and dandy, but I'm not the kind of guy, number one, I don't look good in a gold 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 blazer. Okay. Right, it's right. It's not my thing. And you know, white shoes and, and although I do have a glamour shot, it's probably twenty years old like everybody else. Sure. So you know nice I, close. <laughs> it, it, I didn't fit the profile of the typical realtor. I was always kind of the renegade. And one day, my broker at the time said to me, well, he's still my broker, actually said, you know, you're allowed to have fun in this business. I said, I, I am. Uh-huh. That's not how I was raised. My mom was very serious. I love my mom. She's awesome. 
Yeah. And she's very, very typical 70s realtor where I am the broker. Bow as I walk past. And now we live in a society where, you know, anybody that fog a license is a realtor. Her can fog a, a mirror can be a realtor. And I was like, hey, you know, I want to do something different. <laughs> I, okay, right. I flipped houses for a while and that was cool, but I got taxed to death. And then I got out of the business for a while because my wife told me I had to get a real job. So I went to go work for the federal government. Oh, neat. Yeah. I worked as a merchant mariner at sea and then oh, I started making ridiculous money. I'm talking like well into the six figures. Holy cow. And once again, Uncle Sam is like, hey, brother, um, thanks for the donation. We're going to take a large portion of what you make. And I'm like, well, there's a problem because I'm number one, I'm an only child, so I don't like to share with others, uh, <laughs> especially the IRS. So, you know, five years, 10 years before that, I thought I was wrong. I'll admit it. I was wrong. But I thought that my charm and my smile would convince the IRS to not tax me on all the houses that I had sold when I was flipping houses. Mm-hmm. Well, I was wrong. They taxed mm-hmm. me anyway, which made me very sad. And uh, I wound up with a big tax bill. So I got the government job, paid off the tax bill, all that. Now I'm making way too much money. They're taxing me again. I'm looking for a legal way to reduce my taxes because obviously my charm is not working. <laughs> and you so, even used that really deep, low voice too. And it Oh, still I did. Help. I mean, I, I was going to send video and everything. Like, you know, yeah. you'll never find the tax bill like mine. You know? <laughs> love it whatever works <laughs> yeah whatever I'm works. a team player yeah I, I, I want everyone to win they can tax somebody else I'll, i have no problem pointing fingers there's a few people in the world that deserve to pay tax For i'm sure. not one of them right i'm a victim i swear <laughs> so as i as every, i am too yeah so then i learned this really cool thing it's called if you do what the irs wants you to do they won't tax you i'm like well that's interesting wow interesting I didn't realize that, they're, that they really told you what to do. And I read a book called Tax-Free Wealth. It's written by a guy by the name of Tom Wheelwright. Okay. And in wow. that book, he says, you know, if you want to change your tax, you first have to change your facts. And I thought, well, that's too ridiculously simple. Sure. So on began the search to a good CPA. And the CPAs all had one common denominator. Well, you have to invest in real estate. If you really want to reduce or eliminate your taxes, you got to get invested in real estate. And I thought... Yeah, but I already did that. And they said, no, ding dong, you weren't invested. All you were doing is buying them, shining them up real pretty and selling them for a profit. The government doesn't want you to do that. They want you to provide housing. They want you to be responsible. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. if I got to be responsible, that right there is almost a deal breaker. But <laughs> Only whatever, child. Right. Right. right? Okay. You know, whatever. I mean, geez. So they said, if I buy properties and I hang on to them for the long term and I let other people live there for money, I can get out of the rat race and I don't have to work anymore. I thought, well, that's cool. Here's the problem. The average house in my market was going for, I don't know, at the time, I think $200,000. And I was like, well, here's the deal. I can do that and I will do that. Problem is I happen to be $199,999 short of the money I need to buy that house. (laughs) Right, right. Most people get a loan, right? Right. Well, okay. yeah. And I, so I could do that. I go, I'm a veteran. So I go to the bank and they're like, well, that's cool, Tyler. But the most, most loans we're ever going to give you is 10. Right. And that's if wow. you do everything right. So if you continue working the job that you hate, getting the bejesus beat out of you in the middle of the ocean and freezing to death, then we'll continue to loan you up to 10 on 10 properties. I'm like, well, here's the problem. I can't retire with 10 properties. I need more than that. Mm, right. So now what do I do? And they just kind of looked at me. And maybe a little drool came out or something at the, at the bank. <laughs> they 
that's that not question. our job to tell you that. <laughs> right. That's yeah. not on their checklist. Sure. It's like, no, we're just supposed to tell you no. And but then then go are ahead and open the CD because that'll help. Are you still here? <laughs> right. Hello. There's Is no more. There's no more toasters. Please leave. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sir, you have to leave because you're a scumbag. <laughs> We've already got your checking account. Now go away. There you go. So I realized I had to come up with a different way of doing things because the bank wasn't going to be any help. I and mean, they'd be help for a while. So I tricked him. I was like, so let me ask you, I'm a veteran. And what if I used a VA mortgage to buy a property? Could I buy a four-unit property? And at first they said no. And I said, well, can you show me where it says no? And they couldn't. Uh-huh. Well, that's cool. Ooh, look at you. So I said, how about five? And then I go, oh, we can show you that. It says right here up to four. I'm like, okay, good. I can, <laughs> I can, I can I grow faster. I found the line. <laughs> right. Okay. Woo. So they, I got a VA mortgage and I bought my first four-unit building uh, with none of my own money, not a penny. I uh, got everybody to join me in the, the realtor. The There was a friend of mine that was basically just helping me out. He wasn't really doing much. Uh, he was the license, so to speak. So there okay. was a commission due to him, and we credited a portion of that, and the title company kicked in, and everybody kicked in. Long story short, I walk out of the closing table with a check for 1700 bucks. I was like, that's pretty cool. I got paid 1700 bucks to buy this place. Nice. <laughs> And, and you got, and you got the, you were the, the loan getter. Right. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. So I got this thing and I'm like, now what do I do with it? I don't know how to be a landlord. I mean, I did a little bit. I was a landlord years ago, but I wasn't really good at it, frankly. And let's just be honest. I sucked at it. Okay. So, cause it's I'm a, a nice guy. Job. Yeah, it is. And yeah. I'm a nice guy. I don't like to be a jerk. So I wasn't really good at it. So I found, I learned through the process, read some books and then I discovered that the banks were pretty much going to tell me to go away now because, see, I made so much. We, we started making that monthly paycheck, that passive income. Mm-hmm. And my wife looks at me and she's like, well, why don't you just do more of this? I'm like, it's kind of hard to put in the middle of the ocean. So we'll just quit the job. Yeah. I'll keep wow. working. You mean your well, wife actually asked you to quit your job? Isn't that awesome? Yes. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm kind of pretty, so she maybe wants me around as a kept woman. I doubt it. A kept guy. <laughs> you know? Or maybe she wanted you to do shit around the house. That, there's that, yeah. There's that. And when I got <laughs> and four drive you to shopping and shit. things, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm a hell of a cook. That probably helped. <laughs> Whoa, see, okay. Or really good cook. So right, that probably right, right. So she was so, basically missing her valet. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Very so much. I, very similar to my wife. <laughs> yeah. See, they should probably meet each other or not because I'd probably get us both in trouble. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm going, and I'm, and I decided, all right, fine. So I got to, I'm going to figure out how to do this. And I learned, I took a, a couple courses, read some books on how to raise private capital, how to raise, use other people's money, which at first was like, nobody's going to give me their money to invest in a property when they can do it themselves. And what I learned is like, well, no, ding dong. What you got to do is find people that either aren't willing or aren't able to do it themselves. They don't have the knowledge or they don't have the bravery to take on owning real estate and managing it and do all this. So if you get good at that, and other mm-hmm. people see that, they will want to invest with you. And I thought, well, that makes a lot of sense. And that's exactly how I built Cashflow Guys. Interesting. So you were looking for folks that were interested in becoming investors, but doing not so much work. Right. Because okay. I, I find, I get there's two different types of people. There's the people that really think they want to do it all, and it's exciting, and it's sexy, and oh, look at what was on Home and Garden TV, and Tarek and Christina, and all and that And they good like stuff. doing like uh, renovations and fix it up stuff, and... Sure, they go to Home Depot, they buy like five right. grand worth of stuff, and then when they have to unload it out of the car, yeah. they start second-guessing the whole decision-making process. <laughs> there were They're dudes like, wow. hanging around Home Depot. Let's go get right. some of those. 
But that doesn't help you when you're already home. It's uh, like, wow, right, right. Exactly. Those five-gallon cans of paint, they, they get heavy after a while. <laughs> they do. So they get started on a project, and they're like, okay, well, I, I want it to have granite and look pretty, and I can't wait till the photos are done, and then they get it all fixed up. Maybe they sell it for a profit, or at least on paper they sell it for a profit, and then the government comes and gives them a big old tax bill, like happened to me. Right. So I like to I help those people. Those people instead now, you know, they once they've come out of the anesthesia and realize that they're not going to get rich flipping houses. That's not how you build wealth. Mm. Okay. You you building wealth takes time and it and it's based on the on compounding. I mean, without compounding, right, I don't think right. it's possible to build wealth. Right. That's my opinion. So when people see that, they're like, okay, great. Now I'm going to go find a real estate agent. Well, you go find a real estate agent and all they really care about is their commission. Right. So they're going to stick you in anything with a roof. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a great investment. Look at those curtains. Isn't the view beautiful? <laughs> I mean, sorry. I, 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 and it'll I, go I, up in value. Right. It'll always appreciate up until it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, I figured out. I just sold my house in California. So, and I already knew this, but this is, I've only done one, I've only bought and sold one house, right? So, right. bought it in like 2003 and then just sold it this year. Um, it was way easier to be a seller. Yeah. <laughs> a lot oh, yeah. less stress, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not, didn't have to do that whole loan thing. But I noticed really the um, the role of the real estate agent was basically from uh, keeping my wife from freaking out. Right. When things sort of like got bumpy. Right. I was cool, you know. She would tell me things and then I would be like, hmm, all right. <laughs> <laughs> How do I release this data? <laughs> you don't. <laughs> to freak out Queen. Sometimes I didn't. You're right. I would definitely make sure I wouldn't go based on anything like that was maybe this or who, what there. No, 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 no. I waited yeah. until I absolutely had to. <laughs> And the law says you have to disclose, but doesn't say what. Or when. <laughs> right. Three days after closing, oh my God, we almost lost it all. Good thing we didn't. Right, 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 <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, so I wanted to be able to help people. Oh, yeah. And, you know, here's the thing. Everybody, real estate is, everybody is trying to make a buck off of every part of every transaction. You got no educators kidding. out there. Right, right. They, they want to charge you $100,000. To learn how to buy a $50,000 house. And I'm no genius, but that math doesn't work. Does not compute, Will Robinson. No, it does not. It doesn't make any (laughs) sense whatsoever. So we had to come over that hurdle. So I just didn't initially, at first, I didn't charge for it. I started the podcast. It's like, you want to learn how to buy a house? Here's how you buy a house. The end. Right. What I found was is that people then call me. They're like, dude, I want to buy rental property. I want to get deals like you do. Okay, cool. I can help you with that. So it boosted my business exponentially because now my, my phone's ringing off the hook of people that want to invest. And then we just had to figure out a way to kind of strategize it down to boil it down to people that are actually going to take action and not the people that are hitting themselves. <laughs> you know? Right. right. Yeah. I'd Some like to buy a 40 unit apartment building with none of my own money. Right. And I want you to do everything for me. I'll just right. give you, wait a minute. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they don't have any money. Wow. No, they're, they're broke. They're on their last nickel. And, I mean, and I've now had, they want to be an investor. I had a guy, Jeff, on the phone with me telling me about how he wants to invest in real estate. I kid, On my children's eyesight, I swear to you, the man's car was repossessed while we're on the call. Wow. He's been watching too many infomercials. I'm like, dude, how about just getting a job? How about yeah. starting there? 
you might want to start, you know, thinking about investing with like you usually have money to invest yeah, isn't with. The word, but, yeah. Isn't the word invest a verb? That means you actually have to do right, something. Right, right. That too. Yes. Yeah. It's an action word, so let's find something to invest with. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that usually starts with uh, getting a job. Or, yeah. you know, uh, I just saw this guy. He was uh, on YouTube. And I kind of like this. So uh, this is quick, totally off, off subject, but I thought it was neat. Um, because, you know, the, the Internet is full of these sham artists that, artists that are selling training. And, oh, yeah. and they're not doing the thing that they're selling the training for. They were, they're really just in the business of selling training. But anyway, oh, yeah. um, this kid was just like, okay, I've got this thing. And it's like a 10-minute video, right? Here's a way that you can make a couple hundred bucks in a day. So you go to Amazon. You go to the deals of the day. You find one of these things that's marked down about 70%. Okay. You look at it, as soon as you sell seven, 10 bucks, whatever, $3 per transaction. But as soon as you sell it on eBay, then you go buy it for the, the, uh, the easy price, the, the cheap price on Amazon, and then you drop ship it from Amazon to the eBay client. You never touch the thing. And as long as you do your, your transaction right and you do your shipping right, you should make a, you know, a little bit of money on that. And I was like, wow, that now... I'm not going to do that because it seems like a lot of work <laughs> for a little bit of money. But right. it was just such a good idea. You know, it's like, there you go. That's capitalism. <laughs> I actually, I, I teach a version of that on my podcast. I do oh, that. Really? With, uh, I used to do that with boat ovens. <laughs> so an oven, and I hate to digress, but it'll take like 10 seconds. No, that's fine. An oven that goes in an RV, right. let's say, cost 200 bucks used. Okay. Because it goes in an RV, and an RV is something that we buy, but then park it, and then we spend a lot of money protecting it. While it's right. There. Oh, yeah. I, I used to own an RV. I know what you're talking about. Everybody did. It's a rule. But <laughs> um, so you, the, those ovens are 200 bucks used on eBay. But if you go over to the marine section, those same exact ovens, same model number, same everything, huh. goes for $1,000. Wow. Wow. So I discovered this this years ago. This is probably yeah. going back six years ago. I discovered this one day. I'm at work. I went, no way. So I went and huh. I literally bought every oven on eBay for an RV. Why not? I bought them all. Yeah. And I turned around and I used the same pictures and everything and I relisted them all. Right. And I made I made $13,000 doing that Holy in a weekend. Holy shit. Yeah. No, no joke. See? Look at you. Yeah. Check out the yeah. big brain on Tyler. <laughs> Not really. It's pretty simple. Totally by accident. I know, but that's a good stumble upon right there. Wow. Yeah. So I did that for a while until other people caught on to what I was doing because I have a big mouth. I couldn't keep my yap shut and everybody right. else started doing it. But And now I podcast about it, so I wouldn't even bother now, folks. Sure, <laughs> so sure. Don't even look. It's yeah, it's, it's over. Clean, but yeah, yeah, it's over. I, now, I, I, what what makes me interested in that story is is – why were the the boat people getting screwed so much? I guess they're just rich assholes and they have boats. So uh, well, <laughs> because they perceive, partially, right. you're right, they perceive <laughs> that things are going to be expensive. It, it's the yeah, perception. It's, sure. It's like if you go to Mercedes, to the auto parts department, ask for a hood ornament. It's going to cost you about $300 for a Mercedes hood ornament. Right. But if you go down to the, to the local uh, popping shop on a Friday night, right. you can probably get one for $1.50. Sure. Wow. 
Anyway. Somebody just stole it off the car in the neighborhood three blocks over. It's very similar to the folks that are addicted to Amazon Prime. I'm uh, hands up. I'm yeah. <laughs> guilty. Well, so, yeah. So, like, I get it because certain folks, maybe you, maybe not, but they have more disposable income than disposable time. So if they have to pay a little bit more for Band-Aids or toilet paper or dish soap or whatever it is that they're buying on Amazon Prime, they don't care. <laughs> well, yeah. And they're kind of happy because what's happening is is the folks down here at the bottom of that food chain, they're going out to, you know, big lots and whatever and buying all these products and putting them on their what do they call those? Uh, fulfillment by Amazon accounts. Oh yeah, and charging you a couple dollars extra, right? right. <laughs> you don't care. They're happy. Everybody's happy. It's a win-win. So that's sure. enough. That's capitalism. It's awesome. Hey, I'd say more power to them because I am right. that guy. I mean, right? It's so know, easy. I, yeah, I hate shopping. So do I. I mean, if it, <laughs> they deliver, they will deliver it to my door. I mean, right? And, and, I have my and two days delivered. for free. Yeah, sure. that's awesome. Yeah, all of our groceries get delivered. Our food gets delivered. It's crazy. They, you know, but it is what it is. And we digress. Yes. All right. Well, if you were talk, tired of talking about real estate investing, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> this is the show for you. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about. So your strategy sounds like you started finding new things to buy, multi-family unit type units, right? Right. Properties. Um. So what how did this all come to be? I, knew, I after you I, got your first one I would say what did you learn? I realized that the big difference between multifamily property and single family property is that with single family property the value of the property is tied to what goes on in the community. In other words, Jeff, if you've got a house and we'll use California numbers, a 400 square foot house that sells for 1 million dollars. <laughs> Uh, Close. <laughs> right. If the guy down the street has a bad day and sells his house for $800,000, your house is now worth $800,000. Obviously, correct. that's that's a very loose right. uh, analogy. But with multifamily, what you do with your house down the street has no bearing on me because the value of my property is tied to the income it generates as a multifamily property. Ooh, interesting. And I went, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So that means comparable sales don't matter, which means when the housing market crashes, which it already has and will again, Yes, that shouldn't affect me at all because my value is tied to my income, not what's going on in Wall Street or not in the other ridiculousness that's going on in the world. Mm. That's correct. Wow. I went, interesting. Well, that's interesting. That makes it recession-proof. Yes, it A does. A little bit, yeah. Huh. How do we lose money in the stock market, Jeff? We sell when our stocks are down. Right. Why do we do that? Because we never got the lesson from It's a Wonderful Life. Right. When Amazon people- stock crashed today. Let's sell. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's just uh, that, yeah. Anyway, I could talk. Are they about going that. out of business? Well, no. <laughs> but everybody else was doing it. <laughs> Remember, by the this, way, people are never ever rational ever. Right, and your broker gets paid every time you buy or sell. How about that? That's right. Oh, oh now you're talking about the Fugazi guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jimmy the Fish on Wall Street. Yeah. Right. Uh. So okay, so you start buying these um, these multifamily units uh, yep. in 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 mass. I take it. Yep, we started with uh, we did our first twenty six in twenty um, six. Wow. Yeah, first. Well, in less less than twelve months, eleven months, we just went kind of gangbusters. I guess so. Wow. I found other people that are either unwilling or unable to do what I want to do, what I do, and I 
said, listen, hey, you've got money sitting in your IRA. How about we go take that money and I'll do all the work. My team will do all the work. You can sit back on your laurels, do nothing, and I can pay you a healthy return. What I do like you think that about plan. that? I like that plan. If, you, if can, you and I were I'll talking about that, I would tell you that's, that's a good plan. I like that. Oh, yeah. Or, or here's the other option. You could give it to some guy on Wall Street that you've never met, yeah. that you will never meet, who gets to make all the decisions for you. And when you do send him the money, he doesn't even give you a receipt. That's true. You get nothing. With me, you get a lien at a minimum or a right. deed. Right. You get that protection, see. You have something. Right. But yes. we as Americans, we just give our money to total strangers. Here, Jeff, here's $100,000, man. I, um, I, I when trust I retire, you because you're on it. TV. <laughs> yeah. You're a broker. Right. Ooh. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So you, you think about that one thing. We give our money to total strangers. Our retirement account, we turn it over to complete strangers who get paid every time they do something with our account. They don't get paid off the profits. They get paid off the transactions. It's crazy. That's it's nuts. like, whoa. <laughs> but, but that's the way it's always been done. And right, right. That's right. what my mom said to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, goodness, we're in trouble. Yeah, no kidding. Nuts. So let's talk um, a little bit about, let's see here. So I guess there's a rumor out there that you can't find good things to buy as an investor on MLS. You know, that's what they say. And I love it when they say that. Okay. I love it. Because they're at, that's absolutely false. Um, here's why. Everybody thinks that, which is great for me because that's exactly where I look to go put deals together. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you so, know, so you don't want this secret to get out. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I, you know, I know people aren't going to listen to me. They're still going to think it. So it doesn't matter. I could give you all the keys to the castle and the people still won't do it. So. It's like, oh, here's well, exactly awesome. how you, you can make 100000 this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's way too much work. Wow. I okay. tested this at my YouTube channel. Like, just here's exactly how you do this, and nobody ever does. And then they go, I'm broke. Oh, I see. <laughs> All right. If you can find problems on the MLS, see, I don't buy properties. I buy problems. Okay. I have to know the story. And you can have the prettiest house in the neighborhood, but if I need to know that you're in some sort of financial distress. And then I can uh, maybe make an arrangement with you that would be beneficial to you and me. Okay. It's not always about the, the lowest price. Right. In other words, Jeff, if you're having a hard time financially and your house is going to get, your car is going to get repossessed, and boy, you really like having a Bentley even though you can't afford it. And you've got $10,000 equity in your house. How about I buy your house? I will give you your $10,000 equity and then take over the payments on your house. Now you can pay your your Bentley arrears and everybody's happy. Okay. So we've used your real estate as a tool to solve a different problem. Hmm. Yeah. So that guy needed to refinance. <laughs> well, but he wouldn't qualify. See, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. He needed to, but he couldn't. Right. Right. Yeah. Like no. I shouldn't have a Bentley in the first place, but you know, I concur. Right. I can't help that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So, okay, but that, that sounds like it could get dicey. So that's why you need to know the story and know the people you're getting involved with, right? Exactly, exactly. And I deal, that's why I do, part of the reason why I deal with bigger properties because usually, number one, they're bigger problems, but there's less competition because most people aren't willing to, when they see four units, for some reason they get cross-eyed and go, well, that's, I don't know what to do. I'm like, well, it's real simple. 
you just multiply everything by four. Right. The end. <laughs> Do you have to buy uh, the four units as separate uh, properties? Nope. It's just like it's, it's one just, property with four units. Yeah, it's one property with four checks coming in. That's the way I like to think of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nothing wrong with one check, but when you can have four, isn't that so much sweeter? It feels better, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like then you, you get 30, four. 40, 50 checks. <laughs> you get four hits of dopamine. Ah, see, I'm smart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you scale and watch out. You yeah. start scaling it. Then it's like. Then you're oh, through yeah. the roof. Right. That's when the shift comes. <laughs> wow. So how do you like being a landlord? I mean, is it is it a lot of work? For other people, absolutely. It's a ton of work for them. And it's, it's, <laughs> That's one of those things you like to outsource, I take it. Well, I believe in, I outsource everything that I'm either not good at or don't like doing, that, which pretty like much, that. this is what I like doing, this podcast. Talking it, on podcasts, okay. Yeah, so this is pretty much what I do. And I, <laughs> I, make, I make videos to teach other people how to do this, and then I fish a lot. Oh, wow. Nice. But um, Yeah. So that's what I do. And so property management, yep, it's terrible. Tenants and toilets are the worst thing in the world and all that. But here's the cool part. They make people for that. <laughs> they do. There's people that will actually do that terrible work. As a job. Sure. And yeah. here's the best part. You don't even have to pay them. Your tenants will. Isn't that cool? Wow. So they just show up. They get poo slung at them and they deal with all the problems. And they tell you when it's over with, and the tenants pay them. It's awesome. Right. I mean, really. And as I, the I, owner, all you really have to do is maybe clean up a mess in sure. between tenants. Yeah. No, I don't even do that because the property manager has a guy for that. See, there's a guy oh, or a girl right. for all that. Nice. Even the vacation rentals, I don't do a darn thing. People are checking out right now at, at my place, and I pass the maid walking to walk into the office here in the courtyard. I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing? She's like, oh, I'm doing great. Okay. Cleaning up your apartment, eh? She's like, yep, getting it all done for you. Thank you. And off I go. Yeah. Wow. Nice. So do you have to do like a, hmm, I'm trying to look for a downside here. You have to pay for renovations and paint. No, the tenants pay for that. comes out of the profit. See, we make our money when we buy. Okay. Wow. So we factor that in. Now, I will say this. If you can't negotiate or you aren't able to hire somebody that can negotiate, then things will be a little more painful for you. Ah, you so have to front load these expenses so you know up front what to expect. Okay. So like you get a security deposit or like an extra month's rent in the front end and that pays Correct. for the paint and the new carpet and whatever else you need to do. It does. And what we figure, we figure oh, a certain nice. amount per year for repairs. So let's say right. if apartment rents for a thousand a month, just to make easy math, we know that we got yeah. $12,000 coming in gross. Yeah. We're going to take, say, 10% of that right off the top for maintenance and repairs. Okay. So Good of idea. that 12000 1200 bucks is set aside. We're going to charge uh, an amount similar to, but not exactly uh, the same amount as the rent. Let's say $1,100 for security deposit. Okay. So in the event somebody moves and we got to tear out carpet or whatever, we've got the 1200 bucks we've already stashed aside and the security deposit at a minimum to cover that. Gotcha. Out of the profits. I believe in profit first. You know, you figure, take your profit first, figure out where you are, and then stash the rest. So when things happen, because they will, and that right, goes back right. to mindset. Yeah. You know, does property management suck? Yeah, yep. be, be happy when, when, when somebody doesn't 
tear up the apartment. Sure. <laughs> but oh, expect it. Right, right. Yeah. I, I just had one like that. The woman left it nice, and it was nice when I gave it to her. It was, was better when she left? It was better. Yeah. I didn't think that was possible. She actually added to the place. I'm like, hey, that's cool. Wow. <laughs> what? No room addition off the back? I'm a little disappointed, <laughs> but I guess I'll give you your deposit back. Yeah. No, yeah, I get but, it. Uh, so, it, yeah, you know up front, property management sucks. There is a chance that if you pick the wrong tenant, keywords being if you pick the wrong tenant, right. they could destroy your property. Right. So if you pick the wrong tenant, you know going in that, yep, they're going to trash it. <laughs> so right. just don't do that. Right. Wow. It's like, okay, if I go out and play on play in traffic on the interstate, there's a pretty good chance I could get run over. <laughs> you sound like my dad when I was a kid. He used to tell well, his kids, like, why don't you go play tag on the interstate bridge? <laughs> right. Good, good job. Don't go, don't go play jacks on I-275, please, or I-5, for your word. Or the I-10. Aren't you by the 10? You could, yeah. yeah, you could die, and that could hurt. Yeah. <laughs> And it would cost a fortune to have you buried in flowers and this is not worth it. You know what? That's that's interesting philosophical question you just posed there, Tyler. Because <laughs> I don't think the dying hurts. <laughs> that's true. It hurts everybody else. See, <laughs> okay, that's well, true. First of all, my episode would never make it out to publication, which means that I would have spent all this time talking and it got nowhere. That would hurt. I would feel sad. Remember, that- I'm an only child. <laughs> So, okay, you say money is the least important ingredient in real estate investing. Absolutely. But you do need some. Yeah, but not your own. Okay. You know, you asked about how I uh, how I do deals without my own money. For me, it's a mindset. Okay. I'll be honest with you. It's It comes down to I have experience in a team that I bring to the equation. I believe that you need four elements to put a deal together. Somebody obviously has to have the money. But that's right. not going to be me. Remember, I'm an only child. Right, right. And you don't like to share. Right. Somebody needs to have the deal. Somebody needs to have the credibility. And somebody needs to have the team to do the whole thing and put it together. Okay. Um, so with that said, I I bring the other three elements of the equation uh, to the table. And then the other person brings the money. So for the, I don't see the financial, the person bringing the money as superior to me. Nor, do, nor am I superior to them because without each other, we really can't get anything done, can we? Right, right. That makes sense. I mean, I, I know, right. I, I know multimillionaires, but they don't have a clue about real estate. They right. rely on me and my team to help them navigate this jungle because nobody knows everything about everything. Right. I mean, I get sick, I go to the doctor. Uh, doctor gives <laughs> me something. I don't, I don't self-medicate usually. Yeah, yeah um, often. Right, but I'll admit, like on recording. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> the, uh, when if I have a real estate problem, then I rely on my team. But if I have a medical problem, I can rely on my doctor, and it's the same thing. My the, my doctor comes to me with his or her real estate, depending on which doctor it is, issues because they know I'm an expert at that. That's what I do. Right. Nice. And those things combined together, see, we somehow in the world got put all this value on money when really how much what is the true value of a dollar bill it's not a dollar i can tell you that no it's paper it's backed by nothing it really has very little value right except for that for which it's perceived right if there were zombies walking around nobody would want money anymore nobody would care about it right i mean would right. it be cool to have your own zombie i yeah there i go again 
feel like what, a watchdog. But, uh, let's see. What movie was that? That was Shaun of the Dead, where you get to keep your buddy in the shed chained. <laughs> there you go. I don't watch movies like that. They make me scared. Oh, that's a good movie. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I like uh, anything with Simon Pegg. He's amazing. See, there you go. There you go. Anyway. But it, it comes down to it's it, it's a mindset shift. I get it. Everybody's like people listening going, no way, man. Nobody's just going to hand me their money. Well, you're right. Because if you don't have the, any experience or anything to bring to the table, then you're right. Nobody's going to hand you that money. So if you don't have money, you better have experience. And sure. if you, you know, if, if you have money and no experience, you better partner with somebody that does have experience or you are going to be without money very soon. Not everybody can, can buy properties without, without money, but you can. I what can. Sorry, sorry. I said that wrong. Not everybody can buy properties with somebody else's money. <laughs> right. But you can. <laughs> right, because if you don't have that, that fundamental belief, then you're already, you you got the coffins nailed shut. Right. It's never going to happen. And you, people look at me like I got three heads, Jeff, when every once in a while I, I host a real estate meeting here in town and you know, I always have one guy that struts up to the room like he's all that. I'm an accredited investor. That's great. I'm Tyler Chef. Nice to meet you. <laughs> wow accredited investor i i learned what that meant when, when what movie was that oh the big short right ah uh, yeah see there you go yeah isn't that what that means it, that is, but yeah, i thought that the didn't obama change that rule now he's where, made some changes to it to make things easier yeah basically yeah yeah yeah. so I, I think they the just yeah 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 they made a couple like now now you can have like more crowdsourcy kind of funding for more different sorts of investment instruments. The problem is when they make changes like that, the people that make the, the government doesn't really understand their own rules. No, never. So <laughs> I tend to stick with, I, the, I, I err to the side of caution with them because, you know, the government does what the government does and they sign bills all the time. They have no idea what they mean. Right. So we are, we go over the top when it comes to compliance. You look at, our compliance, you'd be like, really? You didn't have to do any of that. Well, we're going to do it anyway. Just in case, because right. you know, they'll, they'll change it like two administrations down the road. So Exactly. And here's how, <laughs> let me explain to you for those people listening, they're going to run on right out now and go get Aunt Susie's money and go buy a condo. Uh, the SEC kind of enforces like this. Hi, we're the SEC. Uh, we think that you broke the law. Therefore, we're going to seize the asset. We're going to seize all your money. We're going to throw you in jail. And then poor and penniless, you can prove to us why you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You're right. That's that's essentially how it works. That's, I have heard people that, that I know of people, I don't know them personally, that have just vaporized off the map. They're sitting in jail. Somewhere. Right, 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 right. Now, I had a, a buddy who tried to fight the federal government through a proxy, basically. So he was, oh, an, no. he was an employee of a, a, a company that was contracted by the Air Force, right? And he thought he was wronged on his uh, employment dismissal. Oh, boy. Uh, because California is an at-will state, he couldn't say that. So they came up with some other uh, argument in, in court. Um, and I, I think it was like defamation of character or something like that. Um, not a good idea. <laughs> I saw that, you know, because he asked me to come in and... Uh, I don't know, talk or do a statement or, you know, they didn't use any of my testimony, I, I guess. I never had to go be disposed or deposed or anything like that. But right. he lost. 
you know, and, and I looked at, uh, the rational side and what the book said and, and everything that my buddy and, and, and my buddy's buddy were saying about the rules and what should be were true. Right. Didn't matter. Yeah. (laughs) That doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter. Just does not matter. (laughs) No, 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 not at all. We think it's this. And we think it's this. You can hire an attorney, but remember, we got your money. <laughs> <laughs> right. They totally basically take away all your power and ability to defend yourself and then say, all right, now prove we're wrong. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. Let's, let's From jail. Give that a shot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> With no money. Right. Yeah. And no job now. Yeah. And, everything and everybody hates down. you and, and you're on the sure. news and you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Right. And yeah, you're now definitely a criminal. <laughs> right. You're guilty till proven innocent. Correct. Yes. This isn't 1950 anymore, folks. <laughs> Tyler, this has been a blast. I've already kept you too long. Sorry for the tech glitch. So ah, these things happen. Yes. Uh, now, well, now I'll, I'll learn. I need to buy another one of those cards. I've and always wanted to sound like a robot. Can you make me sound like a robot? Uh, hmm. I'll work on that. (laughs) I'll see what I can do. No promises, though. (laughs) So you are at cashflowguys.com, and I give you the last word. Is there anything else you want to say before we say goodbye? And I first of all, say take a listen to my show. I think there's uh, some good information there that everybody can hear from, not just people who want to invest in real estate, but it's a lot about mindset. So you're absolutely right, cashflowguys.com. Cool. Thanks, Tyler. This has been a blast. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks. Have a good one. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V double E-R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer. Vroom Vroom Veer.